0: Welcome to episode 10 of the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. This is Bob McLaren in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am, uh, just shortly after episode 9, I received my vaccination, the annual vaccination, but it is not what you might be thinking of. This was the annual vaccination against studying Bible prophecy for yourself, because you see, uh you're probably aware of the three ways churches handle or teach bible prophecy. The first one is it's just completely ignored and there's i would say most are in this category. Uh the next uh the next way that a church and probably the the uh greatest majority uh after number 1 is Uh, you're told what to believe. It's more of a fill in the blank. So they certainly have Bible studies, but everyone comes to the same conclusion on every point. There's hardly ever any room for disagreement. uh, And certainly no strings are left untied or pieces of the puzzle are, uh, they are forced in no matter what. So there's never an unclear picture when it's, uh, when it's studied corporately, and the third category is what as the church I fall into a little bit of number two, but my but primarily number three category number three, and it's you're vaccinated against studying Bible prophecy or being watchful at all for yourself because I guess I've said in previous podcasts that because they. They're the scoffers, the mockers, and the unbelievers. Although they they will have an opinion, they leave you with a perception through chuckles and rolling eyes, and just the way they present all other all other positions in Bible prophecy are are lowered against whatever they're pushing. So, and. Typically, it's done very subtly. It's no man knows the day or the hour. And they never come back with, but we can know the season. And we're often, you know, we're told by Paul and Jesus to be watchful. I mean, what other reason does Jesus give all those signs, a dozen signs in Matthew 24, Luke 21 and Mark 13, if you're not going to watch for them? um, the parable of the fig tree, as far as being watchful, things like that. Um, and they'll often lead off with, you know, oh, there's been hundreds of predicted rapture events and the chuckles and the laughter and And we've lived through those things. Absolutely. But nobody who's a real watcher, who is a, a true student is setting any kind of dates at all. And, uh, the last episode, when I talked about Purim, I told you it was just pure speculation. And, uh, you know, so anytime, uh, hopefully anytime that I'm throwing something, something out there, I'll be, uh, I will remember to note in brackets around it coming and going that, you know, I'm speculating or whatever, but I mean, you do it, everybody does it. Now there's a lot of people. A lot of crazies who take one thing and they just build their whole case they write their books uh it's very frustrating and and you see them crash and burn every time uh but there's no stopping them anyway those are the people that are used to make the case for look you know blah 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 uh it's going to lead people astray or lose faith um you know the the rapture is only a recent teaching. Therefore, blah blah blah. Uh, listen, you know it's always implied. You know to listen to your leadership's guidance and not your own study. They'll never say that. They'll never admit it. But that's that's implied. And again, I'll say, if there is any Bible study at all, uh, you will be provided the answers. You know it'll it'll be fill in the blank type of uh study so very very little room for uh really working through something difficult and there's a lot of ambiguity in uh daniel and other passages and people will just take something and stand on it and and then others will make an excuse to not study it at all so anyway uh all of these are used to create this case whether that i don't know whether they're doing it on purpose or not but ultimately it just leads the general population of the church to uh, you know check the box for the year i'm i'm not you know don't be watchful at all if the guy next to me is starts talking about something maybe they will get interested in it but otherwise most people just don't care and you know this i mean that's why you listen to podcasts maybe not me but i know uh you listen to podcasts because you're not able to discuss anything with anybody in your church without being considered a kook it is discouraging we kind of know this is how it is God always deals with a few. It's always first fruits, and then the harvest, the greater harvest, is later. So it, you know, I, I would encourage you to not be discouraged, to stay watchful, uh, refuse the vaccination. Of there's no need for you to be watchful because people have talked about Christ's return for a thousand years now. Uh, well, there is real reason to be a watcher and to be watchful. And that's because God has planted that that uh, interest, that desire in you. And uh, so open your eyes and look. That's my encouragement to you. Um, I would say, not sure what to talk about in this episode. I've been into a lot of little things, but nothing to really major on other than just more of the stressing how how many details there are within Bible prophecy. And if you miss one, just one of those details, you're going to miss the truth or conclusion by a mile or more. And for instance, I found this guy on YouTube and, uh, he had put out a book, and he had some interesting ideas that uh, have value. He presented enough evidence, at least what he was showing, to investigate these things. And uh, I bought the book. Uh, and <laughs> I will say, before the book even arrived, I had already seen some flaws in his logic and things like that. But that still didn't discount other things that he really had a good eye for turning up that old hard soil that has been walked on for you know 1800 2000 years and he was presenting new ideas and those are the guys I want to hear I want to hear who's who has eyes to see things from a different perspective and and if they're valid uh now the the problem with this is This guy just took it and built everything upon it without proving it out. At least it doesn't look like it's been proved out by Scripture. It sounds great when he explains it. And uh, I can see why he's excited about it. But again, you go back to, you know, the goal is not to solve the puzzle of prophecy. It is it's just to find the truth and, and it comes a nugget at a time and you take those nuggets or pieces of the puzzle and you just lay them out there. And it's very much like a jigsaw puzzle where you, sometimes you start by getting all the pieces that have the outside border edge all grouped together because you know, they're not going in the middle and, or you might group them by color or shapes, you know, various ways but a lot of times that's how prophecy is and we're just you know we we find something and we believe that it's significant but we don't know where it fits and the problem is the majority well it seems like the majority of people just take one thing and they'll build a skyscraper on top of it and you know, when you're on the 45th floor, it all sounds reasonable and logical. But when you go down to the to the basement, you see that it is extremely weak and there's no scripture there supporting it at all. So that's how we have to be with our own logic, with others, with other logic and evidence, uh, things like that. Because like I said, you miss it by a little bit and you have completely missed it completely missed it so uh anyway just looking at my notes see what else there is to cover you know uh, some of the things that some of the things that I will critique the this idea and it tends to be Those in Bible prophecy, I hear this quoted all the time. You know that God is going to judge America for either some evil or for dividing Jerusalem, or or He's going to judge America for not supporting Israel. And what I try to do is step back and take the reasoning and flip it and apply it go with if it's true, then what is the conclusion? And when I think about that argument and I hear it I hear it within my own family, within you know some of the friends I've seen and you know you, you hear it everywhere. God's God's going to judge America for turning their back on Israel and and maybe he does. That's always my starting point. Maybe he does or maybe that is the truth. But here's what the current situation is. No one else other than the United States has backed Israel. So is the rest of the world going to be judged prior to the United States? Maybe we will be. But using that logic, would the rest of the world not have already been judged for their lack of support? So, or or, now that's support for Israel. Let's apply it. uh, Let's use the same argument for sin. You know, United States is going to be judged for its evil. And again, all nations and all people, we will, uh, we will be set right or judged or whatever word you want to use. We will be, uh, we will have to... uh, Be accountable to that. But if the United States is going to be judged for its evil, again, is not the rest of the world going to be judged as well? And they'll say, well, for abortion. Well, China is uh, quite the offender. I'm sure Europe is. Um, I'm sure every country is. Homosexuality. United States... I'm sure every other country is, uh, for the most part. So there is going to be a day of judgment, but people, unfortunately, people just like seeing other people being judged for their sin. And I would not want to be in those shoes. I don't want that attitude. I, uh, I know, I know judgment will come and it will be appropriate and beneficial, uh, probably painful to us all. Uh, but that doesn't mean it isn't going to be dealt out with mercy. And, uh, God himself admits he, he takes no delight in the destruction of the wicked, whether that's us or them or everybody. So, uh, We know he's merciful. Paul says that he's rich in mercy of all the things that he brags about God's attributes is his wealth of mercy. And he certainly demonstrated that at the cross. So, uh, I'll get back to you sooner than later. Sorry for the two week gap. I'll get back. If, uh, there's anything juicy to talk about, I'll cut this short and, uh, Leave you with Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hope you get uh, some time off uh, to enjoy with your family and study. And uh, we will see you later. Thanks.